Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Haley's Kitchen. Today, I think it's been a month since I filmed a podcast episode, but also it's almost the end of January, and I feel like passion was yesterday. So maybe it was a little bit over a month ago, probably. Anyways, little preface I'm sick again. I feel like every time I film a podcast episode, I'm sick, but that's probably because when I'm sick, I have to like sit down and think and. Then I'm like, oh, this is something that I've been pondering. We should talk about it. So that's what we're doing today. Now, before I get into the podcast episode, there's been a lot of things that have happened over the past month. Um, I kind of want to touch on them because they've actually really shaped what I'm about to talk about in my life. Um, But yeah, so first was passion. Passion was amazing. Well, first was top sale. Um, Topsail, as my friends like to call it. And I went to visit Emma and Carol with Sky, our little girl squad. And then we went to, or I went to St. Augustine, and then I went to Passion, and then I came home, and then I went to Mexico with Emma and Carol. So it's been a wild ride the past probably two months, I would say. I feel like I've kind of been going nonstop. So I haven't really had time to sit down and think about what I'm about to talk about. So as you can tell by the title of this podcast, um, I labeled it, it's okay to not know, because I feel like the main audience of people that listen to my podcast are my friends, and most of my friends are young adults, or are still in high school, or out of college, Um, but kind of within that, like, 10-year age span, where it's, like, you're either 17 or 27, I don't know, but All of the in-between, I feel like no matter where you are, whether that be high school, college, or gap year or whatever, it's hard to be okay with not knowing what comes next. So what I mean by that is that there's a few categories that I feel like we feel like we're supposed to fit into or create whenever we're, you know, straight out of high school specifically. And even in high school. So I'd say for in high school, it's college. Where am I going to go to college? What kind of grades do I want to get to get me to the college I want to go to? Do I want to play sports in college? What kind of job do I want to have to support myself? All of those questions are extremely important. And yes, they are vital to the future. And yes, it's good to plan and know. But also, I want to say this. So this segment is a little bit towards my high schoolers, but also my college people. And then we'll get to my college people. So quick story. When I was in high school, I, um, I've kind of talked about this. There's probably going to be an episode where I share my testimony. I don't know when that'll be. I'll kind of have to be ready for that, but this is to kind of just touch on a little part of my testimony. So my 10th grade year, um, I was going to public school and I became extremely depressed. I have never experienced that in my life where I've been extremely depressed. I'm a very optimistic person, um, And not to say that optimistic people can't be depressed. I'm just saying for me personally, like I would always find the bright side in things and I love people and I love places like school because I got to see people and hang out with people. Um, But then I got wildly depressed and I was hit with that and I never really did anything about it, but my parents saw it and they wanted to do something about it. So kind of like I've talked about in recent episodes, my dad pulled me out. Um, 
he, you know, we traveled together because my dad's a pilot. So I would travel with him and we homeschooled and it was probably the best decision they could have made for me. It opened my eyes to the world in a in a new way. Not saying that it opened my eyes to reality because public school is reality for some people. But for me, it opened my eyes to the world as a whole that, you know, my life is so small. My problems are so small. Not that that invalidates them, but, you know, they're so much smaller whenever you look at the world with a new perspective. And you see that, like, one perspective that I had is that every single person, one, has something to teach you, whether it's good or bad. Um, Even if it's bad, it still teaches you something. And two, everybody's going through something. And, you know, so whenever I was traveling that year, I had a lot of people ask me, they're like, oh, like, you know, I wish I could do that. Oh, we miss you. Like, how is it? Are you having fun? And I was like, yes, but I kind of had this weird feeling while I was traveling of like, what comes next? You know, like, what comes after this? Even though I was, gosh, 16 turning 17 or 17 turning 18. I think I was 16 turning 17. I was just like, what comes next? What do I do? Um... And that's a big question to be asking yourself at that age, but also you kind of have to with college and, you know, in the picture or whatever. And so basically while I was traveling, I had no idea where I wanted to go to college. My parents obviously were like, Liberty University, because they both went there and then my sister goes there. And so they're like, Liberty, go to Liberty. And I was actually kind of like resistant towards it because I was like, no, everybody in my family is gone. I want to go somewhere by the beach. Probably not. But I didn't, like, not consider it. I just didn't apply at that time. So I was like, what do I want to do? And a little dream of mine has always been to move to Hawaii. So (laughs) God is kind of crazy like that because that's what happened. So while I was traveling that year, I had no idea what came next. Friend group-wise, you know, relationship-wise, whatever. I didn't know what was coming next. And then... I was traveling with my family and we did a two-part trip, one to California, and then we flew from California to Hawaii. And we went to the island of Oahu first and then we went we went to Maui after. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oahu, then Maui. So, whenever I went to Oahu, I saw this program. We passed like through this town called Wahiwa, and when I was there, we passed by this coffee shop and it's called Surfer's Coffee. And I was like, wait a second, I've seen this before. And I've had one girl talk to me about this place. And it's basically like a missions, like action sport missionary base in Oahu or on Oahu. And it's like this really cool program and they do internships. So I like walked out, I looked at the coffee shop. I was like, this is cool. Like this is something that I would want to do. And so I felt like God was saying, yes, like go. But I was a little confused because I didn't want to take a gap year. But then my mom was like, well, you're homeschooling so we could like graduate you early. And then you could go the second semester of your senior year. So that's what we did. And whenever I went, God had just like completely changed me as a person. One, he really just grew me. He really showed me the reality of life and kind of, you know, like it's okay to not know. I think that was a pattern that I constantly was like running into is like, I would be really afraid and I'd be like, okay, this is amazing, but then what comes next? Like, I'd always experience something and it was amazing, but instead of cherishing it, I was like, okay, what comes next? Like, what comes after this? Um, 
and my mom is a planner she's a huge planner so she'll always be like okay like what are you doing after this or what's your plan for next week what's your plan for tomorrow and I'm not like that because I'm very free-spirited I'm just kind of like well wherever the wind takes me I'll go but I also know that order is extremely important and so um I've you know kind of try to train my mind to think that way like okay what are you going to do after this it's good to be content now but what comes next but I felt like something that God was saying to me and really revealing to me was it's okay to not know and I'm going to get to why I believe that he was saying that to me in a little bit so that's going to kind of wrap up the episode but he's like it's okay to not know and I was like but God like I want to know And he's like, no, it's okay to not know. It's okay to not know. And for some reason, instead of that scaring me, it gave me a lot of peace. And I was like, you know what? You're right. It's okay to not know. I don't have to know exactly what comes next. Am I going to be obedient when God throws an opportunity my way or when there's a job opportunity that I need or when I've been called to go on a missions trip and I should go? Yeah of course I'm going to be obedient and of course I'm going to like prepare for that but also I didn't know about that missions opportunity a month ago and that's why it was okay to not know because if I try to plan in my own power what I should do in the next six months and not just let God show me I would not have participated in those amazing opportunities and so my point in that is just that I think that a lot of people are on this like set path of like, okay, I got to, I got to know what's next. I have to know who I'm marrying, where I'm going to college, all of this. It's like a lineup of all these things. And it's like a checkbox. Like, okay, I I got that done. What, you know, what's the next thing on this list? What can I do next? And again, although I think it's good to prepare, I also think it's good to let God lead. So I'm going to kind of dive back into my story and then I'll continue. So I moved to Hawaii, right? And I thought I was going to move there long term. My dream has always been to own a house on North Shore and have kids and raise them there and surf and whatever, yada, yada. But, you know, God, again, it's okay if I don't know what God is going to do with my future. And that is okay. But that was my plan. So I was like, I'm going to move there, whatever, have a family here, like be part of the church. But after a few months, God was like, no, you're going to go back home. And I kid you not, I even had my mom be like, well, what if you came back home for a little bit and did online school and go to college next year? I was like, no, I'm not going to college. I'm not doing any of that. Not because I hate school, but just because I liked the idea of my plan. And then I went home for the break because we had like a two month break before the next session. And that's when I would have become staff. But as I was home, I just had this like crazy peaceful confirmation like Haley you're not supposed to go back. And that was really hard for me because that was my plan. But, you know, God was super faithful in that. He was like, you're not supposed to go back. You're not supposed to go back. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I didn't. But what's so beautiful is since I've been home, I've done a lot of things. I've worked. I've um, traveled a ton. If you guys follow my Instagram, you can see that. Um, I've been a huge part of this church, this mega church in downtown Houston. And it has been such a blessing and it has truly become a second family. And then I've been able to meet so many people that I did not even know in the summer. Um, and now some of those people are actually like my best friends and like people that I know are going to be in my wedding, people that I know are going to be there for life, for lifers, if you will. So I was just super excited because, well, 
so the reason I say all that is because recently I've kind of been like reflecting on that as I've had time to wind down at home and just really think I've been like god like you you provided you showed up when I somehow thought you wouldn't even though you always do um and one thing that you know again I always try to remember is like in the moments that I'm really freaking out and I'm just like god like I feel like if I lose control of this situation like it's gonna fail nothing's gonna happen for me like my life is over he also reminds me Haley think about the times that I did show up when you prayed for this and I brought it to you is that not enough for you when you prayed for opportunity to be involved in ministry at home I gave you that church when you prayed for that super strong friend group that you know will hold you accountable and loves Jesus as much as you do if not more did I not bring that to you And those moments have really humbled me because I'm like, if he can do that, he surely can take care of my future. And I know he's not going to leave me on the side of the road and be like, all right, figure it out. See you later. That's not how he works. It's just not how he works. And so anyway, to kind of push that story along, I moved back, whatever. And then, you know, I had to pick a college and there's two that I am picking between and I'm not going to say what because I feel like it's not like wise to share plans that are not confirmed. I will tell you guys, you know, I'll probably post about it, whatever, once I figure out what I choose, but I think I'm pretty set on one and so I'm just praying about it and letting God lead in that. Um, But yeah, so to my high school people, my plan, I had no idea what I was going to do. Truthfully, zero idea especially after I left public school I was like what comes next like what is my life going to amount to I felt like I had no friends I felt like I had no future I felt like I had no purpose and then God just started giving me purpose he started giving me friends he started giving me a future and of course he will that's not a doubt in my mind and I think that's the comfort that we need to find today is that if God can be so intentional about taking care of nature and giving birds the food they need to eat or making a sunset so detailed, how could he not put so much detail and thought into your life? What makes you think he wouldn't? And, you know, I go back to the scripture, what is it, Matthew 16, 8? I could be wrong, but it's like, If he has clothed the lilies of the field, how much more is he going to clothe you? How much more is he going to take care of you? Do you trust him? If you say that you are a believer and that you trust God with your future, then I challenge you to actually trust him. To actually say, hey, you know what? Like, just because I don't know doesn't mean that we're not going to get there. That it's not going to happen. You know, and I'm trying to think of like a good metaphor to kind of, I guess, feed that, if you will, or to kind of support that idea. Um, But it's like, I don't even know, you know, it's like, okay, you get, I guess this this isn't the best metaphor, but you get on an airplane. You have no idea how an airplane works. I mean, I sort of do because I fly with my dad um, and I'm like getting my pilot's license, but I'm saying for most people they don't know how, you know, an airplane works. They couldn't fix it if it broke. They couldn't control it if it fell out of the sky, which, (laughs) gosh, I think nine out of ten times isn't going to happen. Probably even more than that. But anyways, 
if it fell, like you wouldn't know how to, you wouldn't have any control. But you step onto an airplane, probably not even knowing the pilot, knowing that you don't have control, but you still trust that it's going to get you where you need to go. And I think that is what we need. That's the kind of faith we need towards our creator. He's asking us, hey, like, do you trust me? Well, it's not just a, okay, well, I believe that like you've, you have somebody for me, but like, I'm going to go find him. Or I believe that you have a plan for me, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go do it. And then you'll, you'll kind of fill in the gaps. I'm going to go do what I feel like doing. And then you'll fill in the gaps. And yes, God gives us desires, but I do, I would say that's very different than completely like planning your life without including God in it. Because when you do that, he'll let you do it, but he's not going to have his hand in it. And it's going to feel confusing. It's going to feel like striving. It's going to feel really difficult because you don't have the one who literally has a plan for your life helping you or showing you what that plan is. And you're just kind of leaning on yourself. And we can't lean on ourselves. We're not self-sufficient. It's just not how it is, especially if we are a believer. So, um, sorry, I just got a no- notification. It's kind of distracting. What are you saying? Okay. Um, it's my dad. <laughs> okay. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, yes. So, I don't know. I just thought that was a good metaphor. So, it's kind of like the airplane is our life. Like, we can step on the airplane and we can say, okay, I think this is where it's going. But then you got to trust God with the rest, that he's going to get you there Um, And that he knows all the details that you don't and you're not supposed to know. That's what faith is. And we'll get to that in a little bit because that was kind of the point I wanted to touch on. So that, you know, I went, I moved to Hawaii, whatever, and now I'm back home. And now I'm going to college, which I didn't think I was going to do. And during the summers, I'm, I think this summer, obviously I'm going to Africa and I'm doing so many different things. My sister's getting married going to the beach condo, whatever. But next summer, I think I plan on, you know, doing more missions and letting God kind of be in control of that. And so all of that is to say, not even three years ago, did I know what I was going to do with my life. And I honestly thought I was just kind of like, I don't know. I just thought that I didn't have a lot of purpose. I was like, okay, cool, but this person is doing that. And this person is doing that. And that's another thing is comparison is a really, really bad sore when it comes to, you know, looking at the plan that God has for your life. Because I think you become so concerned with what other people are doing that you think that that's what you're supposed to be doing. When in reality, that's not true. If I were to look at like so many people that I went to high school with, and if I were to be like, oh, what they're doing is what I was supposed to be doing, I wouldn't have gone to Hawaii. I wouldn't be doing missions at home. I wouldn't be traveling like I am. I wouldn't be friends with the people that I am because I'd be too busy comparing myself to a life that wasn't meant for me. And that's where God is like, do you trust me? Like, can you allow me to work? And he also, he also tells us, and I really want to elaborate on this. He also says, I know the desires of your heart. I know what you want. I know what your plans are. And he even asks us to come to him and tell him those things, share the desires of our heart, share our future plans and dreams with him. But then that's where faith comes in. And he says, okay, now that you've given that to me, do you trust me to lead you in that? And that's where you have to be like, yes, okay, I do. So 
yeah that's kind of something that I've been learning a lot recently is just you know it's okay to not know but what you do know is that God is going to lead you he's going to give you a future and he has a plan for you it's as simple as that he has a plan for you so that's I think where he says like step out of fear step into hope step into faith and do you trust me so that was the next thing that I wanted to touch on is I was on this little Jesus date two nights ago three nights ago and I drove down to the island and I have these Jesus dates when I have the time but I love these little Jesus dates because they genuinely are just so fulfilling and I drove down to the island I brought um I made myself dinner I brought it down and then I brought a book and a gratitude journal my regular journal my bible whatever so first of all I went to this coffee shop and it's like one of my favorite coffee shops on the island and while I was in there I just started writing like it just started flowing and I wrote on five pages and my journal is really big because I don't like small journals I feel like I just like can't fit all my thoughts into them so my journal's really big and I wrote on five different pages so one was kind of plans that I have for the future um the second one was who God says I am and kind of the promises that he's made to me the third one was gosh oh prayers for other people the fourth one was just like prayers for myself and kind of areas that I see that I need to work on and then the fifth page was literally just gratitude like thank you God for this thank you God for this like I don't want to forget that you did this and also kind of reflection moments of like I prayed for this or I doubted you in this but you still showed up and you did it and not only did you do it but you exceeded my expectation um and honestly I wouldn't have planned for that I wouldn't have planned for what you did Lord but you did it and I'm so much happier with what you did rather than what I planned for myself um so yeah that was kind of what that was and then I drove down to the ocean and I sat there with my windows down I have a little convertible so I put the top down and I'm just sitting there and I was eating dinner and drinking my coffee and I look out and I was actually talking to my friend Josh about this two two nights ago so hold on the date was three nights ago this was two nights ago that we had this conversation um but yeah basically we were talking about or I was kind of telling him like the revelations I was having during my Jesus date and I looked out and I saw one of the prettiest sunsets I've ever seen in Texas sunsets are really pretty but this one was like spectacular and I looked out and I was like dude like he has put so much detail into this and all that the sky is obviously like has many purposes but one of the main reasons for the sky is just so that it's a reflection of like God's detail and his artistry and his creativity and so that we can admire it and see him in it and I was like and he's He's put so much detail into that. So, and it's the sky. What makes me doubt that he won't put that much detail into my life? And I'm somebody who has a soul who God created and he knows every hair on my head. And I think that he can put more detail into that sky than he can into my future. That's kind of ridiculous. And so I had that revelation and then... I heard this still small whisper. I don't hear the voice of God audibly almost ever, but I just heard him like whisper in the spirit. He was like, do you trust me? 
And I was like, okay, double take, hold on. And I literally heard it and felt it again. And he was like, do you trust me? Do you trust me? And I felt kind of convicted. And I was like, do I trust him? Am I trusting him with my future? And that I think was the whole purpose of that little Jesus date. Because he was like, Haley, like now that your phone is away, now that your all of your distractions are away and it's just you and me, I'm asking you a question that I feel like you've been ignoring. Do you trust me? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. But then he was like, well, you can trust me. I'm right here. You can trust me. And he's like, I know that you believe that you can because you just segmented or is that the right word? Sectioned off, not segmented. You just sectioned off four hours of your day to drive down to the beach just to hear my voice. And so right now I'm speaking to you. So clearly you you believe me and you believe my promises, but do you trust me with what you have? And I was like, oh, like that's really good. So I think that's kind of what prompted this episode to be honest is the fact that he was saying, do you trust me? But what follows that up is something that I feel like he's been telling me for about three years now, which is, are you okay with not knowing? Sorry, I'm so congested right now. So I'm trying to like not like do the little, oh my gosh, ew, I just did. But anyway, okay, that's so much better. (laughs) That's disgusting, bruv. I'm so sorry. Okay, bringing it back though, I think you know, that was such a, that was such a good reminder. And so from that point, I've kind of been thinking about, okay, so what does it look like to fully be okay with not knowing the future? And I think this is the conclusion that I've come to. So basically, and I don't have any notes. So this is kind of memorized. This is kind of learned over the past few years of, you know, constantly not trusting him, but then trusting him and then not trusting him and then trusting him. So this is the conclusion that I've come to. I think what that looks like is being willing. It's not being like, okay, I'm not going to do anything and God is going to do all the work. No, I think it's being willing to step into an unknown because you know that God has called you to it. For instance, I'm going to bring it back to Hawaii. Moving back from Hawaii, I didn't have a job. I didn't have a church. I didn't have gosh, I mean, I kind of had a church, long story, but I didn't have like a church I was attending. So I didn't have a job. I didn't have, you know, a ministry, no church. Um, I didn't really have a community. I didn't have an occupation, like nothing. All I knew was a few of my friends that were staying back from college and, you know, either doing online or just not going to college and going to the gym. That was it. That's all I had. But God was saying, With you having zero idea of anything that's about to happen, can you trust me? Like, obviously, I knew he was calling me home, so I moved home. And I knew that he was saying, don't go back, so I didn't go back. There was clarity in that. But what I didn't know was what my future held, and I was okay with that because I know that God held my future. And I think, you know, the the saying, I was trying not to say it because I didn't want to be, like, corny, but honestly, it's good. It's like, I may not know what my future holds, but I know who holds my future. And that is enough. That's enough for me. And it should be enough. 
Because I think if we are trying to have ultimate control over every single thing that happens happens in our life, we are trying to take the place of God. It's as simple as that. And I say that from a very convicted heart because that's something that I do all the time. I try to take control. Like, I'll be like, okay, God, like work. And then he starts to do the work. And then I take whatever he's doing and run with it in my own direction. He's like, what are you doing? Like, girl, I didn't even get started. And I think, you know, he's so patient and so sweet that he doesn't, you know, he, he's like, okay, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But also he gently reminds us like, what you're going to try to do with this is not going to work. It's not going to prevail because that wasn't my plan. For instance, let's just say that, you know, God sticks you in a new friend group and, you know, he he wants you to be really close with all these different people and he wants you to, you know, be, I don't know, like he wants you to like get to know them individually and be friends with everybody. But then you see like a guy in the friend group and you're like, oh, like he's really cute and I've kind of wanted a relationship even though you know God is like not right now not right now so you kind of try to go for it but then it like ruins the friendship and yada yada I'm not really saying that from experience because honestly like that hasn't been me but I've I don't know I see that that's pretty common in friend groups guys and girls you know you just kind of go in and date around whatever um especially Christian friend groups I don't know anyways I just think that you know when God gives you a good thing, that doesn't mean that it's your time to take control. It means that he's not even close to finish with what he was trying to do with that good thing. And that's where you just have to trust. And that doesn't mean that God is like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to hear your plans. I don't want to hear anything like literally just like be silent, sit in the corner and let me do all the talking. Like it's not that because when God has a plan for your life, he also draws out the things that you're good at. That's why he gives you gifts so that you're able to participate and be active and and take pride in the things or maybe not that, but like celebrate the things that God has given you and exercise those things. Um, but yeah, I... I want to keep kind of going on the timeline that I kind of planned out for this episode. So I just wanted to finish off that whole entire thought by saying, you know, I think there's beauty in not knowing because just because you don't know what, like maybe, okay, who you're going to marry, that doesn't mean that God doesn't have somebody for you. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Same with God. But that's where faith comes in. So that's kind of the next thing that I want to touch on. So as believers, we say that we we refer to our belief as faith, my faith. Why do we call it that? Well, I think that's pretty simple. You can't really see God. You don't visually see him standing right next to you in human form. However, he's there. We know that he's there. He has, his Holy Spirit has worked through so many things, so many people And it's such confirmation that he's real. I don't doubt that he's real. Ever. There's never like a thought in my mind where I'm like, is he real? Like, no. I've seen him work. I know that God is real. But I have faith because there's so much unknown within all of that. I don't have all the answers. I don't know what heaven looks like. That's one example. I had a friend the other day. I was um, with my friends Ethan and Haven and then um, my friend Haven brought a friend and he was asking, we all went to Whataburger and he was like, 
hey, um, do you think that it's metaphorical when they say that like heaven has streets of gold and pearly gates and all of that? And my answer was, I don't know. Because I don't know. Have I been to heaven? No. Has God told me what heaven looks like? Like physically? And I know for sure that that is what it looks like. No. But am I okay with that? Yeah. I don't need to know. I trust him. And if God is enough for you, then everything else will be enough for you. So, for instance, if you don't know the answer to your future, as long as God is enough, that should be enough. You don't need anything else. He is your, scripture is your daily bread. He is your daily portion. If he is enough already, then you won't be stuck worrying about the future because you know that God has got you. And so, again, I'm going to bring it back to the word faith. So, the reason I say that is because faith, what is faith? Besides, like, your belief in God. So, look at, look at kind of what that looks like. What is faith? Faith is believing in something or believing in a concept or whatever it is. I'm, I'm thinking of it in a more, like, dictionary definition. But faith is believing in something that you aren't 100% like sure of in a sense where like you don't know all the answers. So whenever you have a coach train you, you have faith in the coach and the coach has faith in you. You don't, the coach doesn't know if you're going to be their best player. And you don't know if that coach is going to train you the way that you need them to train you. But you have faith in each other because you believe in the greater good of that situation. So, the reason I say that is because I think our faith would be absent. Faith would not be involved if we had all the answers. And imagine if you are 18 years old. I'm 19. Okay, we'll say 19. Imagine if you're 19 years old and you look at the future and you're like, okay, God, like, I want to know who my future husband is. But you're not supposed to meet your future husband until you're 24 or you're 23, So you have a four-year gap. If God told you who your future husband was and you had this four-year gap of still not being with him, you're going to be thinking about him the whole time and you're going to be forming all your decisions based upon that person, even though you haven't met them yet. And you still have four more years until you either meet them or get married or whatever. So it's almost better for us to not know. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I know I keep sticking metaphors in here, but this is, I think, the last one that I'll say. So let's just say that you're driving in a car with your parents and, you know, you're kind of on an icy road. And if you're a kid, you're not really thinking about that. And so your parents, you know, like give you their laptop and you watch a movie in the back. So you're watching a movie in the back and your parents are like, oh, the roads are kind of icy. But your parents don't tell you that there is the danger of skidding and like getting in a crash. Or, you know, whatever. Um, It's getting on the ice, if you will. I think that's the right term. But your parents aren't going to tell you that. Because they are going to do whatever they can to make sure that that doesn't happen. And so they're going to, you know, obviously comfort you and say, hey, like, let's stick our seatbelts on. Let's be careful. Um, But here's a movie. You know, watch that while we take care of this. Don't worry about it. Um, So I kind of think of it that way where it's like, sometimes it's better to not know because you're going to be taken care of 
and whoever's taking care of you is going to do the best they can. Now, whatever God does is the best. It's not him trying the best that he can. It is the best. He is our example for excellence. Um, But yeah, I just say all that to say like, that's where faith stems. That is what our faith is based upon. Not knowing all the answers, not knowing what our future holds, yet knowing that God is going to take care of us. So, you know, I think that's really vital. And I think that it almost hurts him when we're like, no, I don't trust you. I don't believe that you're going to do another good work. Yeah, I've seen enough, but you know, it's let me take control. Let me grab the handlebars because he's like, whoa, like what makes you think that you know what's best? You don't. And that's why I want to show you because I want to protect you and show you a better future than what you could have planned for yourself. Back in 10th grade when I was depressed, could I have pictured that I would have moved to Hawaii and done surfing and skating as ministry and then moved back home and be like completely indulged in a whole new community where I live? No. What what would I have planned for myself? Probably be a college cheerleader and not even know which college I was going to. That would have been my plan. Now, if I were to be doing that, no, I can't even picture myself doing that. So that's just such a good example that God does know best. Um, so yeah, I think one last thing that I kind of want to touch on is like the control aspect of all of that. There is scripture that talks about how, you know, God wants you. I think, hold on. So Isaiah 51, is it Habakkuk 2 and Psalm 73 are all really good examples of this. I could be wrong, but I think those are the ones that I was kind of reading the other day while I was in Mexico. And I was like, these all really just have a common theme. And it's that it's okay to obviously step in and take responsibility, but responsibility is different than control. So God wants you, when he gives you something, he entrusts you with that and expects you to be responsible with that thing, to steward it, if you will. But that doesn't mean that you have full control over the situation. And so, yeah, I encourage you to go read those scriptures. If they're wrong, I'm so sorry, but I think those are the ones that kind of touch on why it's so vital to let God have control. Um, and so God has the control aspect of the situation, but you have the responsibility aspect of the situation. And that's where it's so important to lean on him and to like tune into what he's saying or what he's directing you into, because you don't want to take on something that you have to fully control because you don't even know (laughs) like how to, I think, if it's not what God has for you, you won't even know how to handle the situation. Um, So, I kind of want to dive into, I had kind of spoken to the more high school crowd, but I really want to talk to really high schoolers and college students or whoever's listening, honestly. Um, And it's that I think we're in a place right now, whether you're in a gap year or in your first year of college or fourth year of college or straight out of college, we're in a place where it's like, okay, like, I thought we kind of had expectations for this age and we're like, okay, I thought I was supposed to meet the one at this point. I thought I was supposed to have this really cool job, my dream job at this point. I thought I was supposed to have this amount of money at this point. Um, and maybe for some of you, you have all of that, but then some of you, you have none of that. And I want to say something really comforting to you. The word surrender is so important. 
because it is something that you need to remind yourself of every single day. In the, in the moment of doubt that you have where you're like, okay, I have no idea what comes next, surrender. Surrender your future husband or your future wife to the Lord. Pray for them. Surrender that future job. Pray for it. Ask God to give it to you if it's his will and if not to show you what you, you're really meant to do. Um, money. If you're struggling financially, surrender that. Say, God, what job can I have to start working and saving? What can I do to deal with my money better? God, help provide for me. I need it. Um, excuse me. Let me get rid of this congestion. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. To me. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. We were being serious. No, but for real, I think that surrender is the word that it comes to and i'm going to tell you this god can do so much more with your surrender than you can with your control and i stand by that because i've i've looked back and i've been like the things that i've tried to control have been an absolute mess absolute mess and whenever i just let god work he answers me so quickly one and two he gives me the solution or his his answer really his answer is always a solution but he gives me his answer and so um i think that was kind of the last thing that i really wanted to touch on is that god can do more with your surrender than you can with your control so my question for you is do you believe that do you actually believe that sit with god for a little bit and say do i actually god like do i actually trust you and if i'm feeling any doubt Lord, like, help me. Help me with that. Show me that I can trust you. Even though he has in the past, he's going to do it again because he is faithful and mighty and he is quick to answer prayer. Um, yeah, ask him to, to reveal to you what you should be doing right now. And if you need to step out, if it's kind of like where he, it's one of those situations where he needs to tear you or strip you of all the things that you have built up in your quote-unquote empire and he needs to build on to you the things that he's planned for you that might be a humbling process and that might take a while but is he gonna do it absolutely and that doesn't mean that you're slacking on your timeline for his purpose for you that actually means that you are stepping into his purpose for you and you are exactly where you need to be and i'm going to end off this episode by saying this you are exactly where you need to be don't doubt that excuse me hold on okay you are exactly where you need to be okay don't think okay well well my friend over here is halfway through college and found her you know future husband and they're getting married you know in a year and she already has so much money saved up and they already have a house picked out and all that but then this friend over here is traveling the world and doing all these amazing things and has all these friends and i don't have that i'm just stuck at home in my room and i don't know what to do with myself i don't have a job i don't have a profession i don't have passion for anything but i can tell you something right now you are exactly where you need to be right now wherever you're listening whether it's in a coffee shop or your bedroom or on the way to work or in your car whatever you are exactly where you need to be don't question that god is slacking on his plan for you because right now where you are he's like okay i got you i got you where i need you so do you want to see what i have for you because if you do come on let's go like, do you trust me? Do you trust me? So, yeah, it's okay to not know. 
but know that God has a plan for you and you can trust him. Simple as that. Easier said than done, but it is simple. So that is the episode. I just feel like that was really from the Lord. Like, I don't know. That's something that I'm learning in every single episode. I say this, but I mean it. I'm preaching to the choir. I get it. I'm still, I still struggle with doubt. I still struggle with letting go of control. But what's cool is that as a body of believers, we're all going through the same things. And so we can talk about it. We can discuss. Um, So yeah, thank you guys for listening. You guys absolutely rock. I'm so thankful if you stayed till the end. Um, Share this with a few friends if they need to hear it. And if you just want to have a conversation, please DM me, please text me, please FaceTime me, whatever. I'm here. Um, And I would love to have a conversation. So you guys are great. Have such a blessed day. Um, Deuces. I'll see you guys next time.